Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, anything under the sun that you know, pertains to family. And we'll be speaking with everyday parents as well as practitioners as they share with us their experience and their practical ideas and, and their journey. And so we hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. Today, we have with us um, a couple, husband and wife, who have been married for almost 27 years with uh, three kids who are no longer quite kids anymore. Uh, welcome, Tony and Tingai, to the studio. Uh, we are going to be talking today about um, for better, not worse, how married couples can have healthier marriages in 2021. And uh, I'm going to just uh, briefly introduce uh, Tony and Tingai. Tony is actually um, working right now in the Oster not-for-profit sector and actually we know him well at Focus on the Family because he serves on our board currently as the vice chairman. And his wife, Ting Ai, uh, is a, a communications professional who works uh, full-time, a working mom. And uh, we're going to get them to share about uh, how, you know, the, how they've kept their marriage going for almost 27 years. And also what, you know, uh, coming out, I think, from a, a, a tough year for all of us around the world, right? How we can make uh, marriage better, not worse <laughs> this year. How we can aim for a stronger, healthier uh, marriage in 2021. Uh, so um, before we start, maybe uh, I can get Tony and Ting. I, tell us a little about how you met, if you could go down memory lane. Uh, was it love at first sight? Uh, what was it like back then? I mean, you, you guys don't look that old, but you know, to be married for 20, almost 27 years. Um, yeah, can you remember, you know, your first date, how it all started? Um, yeah, hi, hi, Joe. And uh, really just uh, a joy to be on this podcast. Um, we met actually at work. Um, we were both working for the same organization many years ago. Uh, and it turned out that, uh, you know, we ended up in the same lunch group. You know, the group of lunch that people all will gather every day to just go out for lunch. And, you know, after a while, you know, I found that there was this nice young lady whom I could really talk to. Um, just a very nice person to chat with and, you know, share thoughts. And and over time, we just decided, oh, maybe we'll go and have a cup of coffee. And it went from there. So um, so coffee is actually the, the magic formula for, for us. Um, we got started drinking coffee together. Okay. And do you still drink coffee together today? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think coffee is definitely one of the things uh, we do together. Um, whether it's local coffee or Angmo coffee, it's definitely something that uh, we enjoy doing together, not just drinking it. Because when we do, we actually sit down and we chill and we have conversations over coffee. Yeah, so coffee is very, very special for both of us, actually. Well, we, we know that, you know, um, many marriages have really weathered the unexpected in 2020 and Perhaps even, you know, before that, because in Singapore, everyone leads a busy life and uh, it's just challenging to nurture relationships. Um, maybe we can just jump straight in. You know, said that marriage that lasts for a lifetime starts actually with the daily moments. And so, you know, from 
20 over years of marriage, what are some uh, tools that, that you guys have as a married couple, uh, besides coffee, <laughs> you know, that, that helps you to uh, remind yourselves to keep to our marriage vows, you know, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, till death do us part, whether good times or bad times. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some of these tools that have maybe become habits, you know, in, in your marriage? I think for me, it's, um, you know, for a start, actually, there are some of these rituals, rituals every day that, um, you know, whether it's in the morning, you know, um, I make it a point to uh, say bye to her when I leave for work and, you know, um, a moment to just share a little bit of um, affection, you know, whether it's a kiss or something that sort of just um, we repeat, you know, and it's something that, you know, just it's a special moment every day before we go and I think around along the the way, you know, whether it's communicating um, by WhatsApp during the day when we're not physically together, or you know, um, finding at least one meal a day to try and share that meal, um, having time even in the evening before we go to bed, you know, just sitting down, you know, really maybe unpacking what happened during the day. How was your day? How was my day? Um, sharing some thoughts. Um, uh, what happened with the kids today. So it's, it's some of these things that, you know, daily touch points and daily uh, occasions to just connect and reconnect. And uh, it's really, I guess, that point about communication. For us, it's always been the issue of keep communicating. We never over-communicate. I think that's the lesson that we've learned is to keep talking and keep um, just keep connected, you know, whether it's uh, WhatsApp or, you know, face-to-face or whatever, uh, I used to travel quite a bit, um, and even on that, you know, when I was far away, it was just to send a WhatsApp and even have sometimes evenings um, before going to bed, having a quick uh, WhatsApp call or FaceTime uh, just to catch up and before I go to bed. Uh, so these are the things that I think have helped me a lot uh, over the last 27 years. I it's think, so refreshing um, to hear this uh, from 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 the husband, and, and I want to you know just ask Ting I. You know, typically we, it's always been said, right, that the wife talks much much more than the husband, and um, it's, true, it's, it's so true. interesting. <laughs> but it's so interesting to hear uh, Tony say that you can never over communicate. <laughs> um, what does that communication look like for you guys in marriage, and and particularly, uh, I know many of these. Uh, uh, tips that you shared or touch points that you shared is um, when, you know, it happens when both of you are kind of away from each other. But we just had a year when we were all housebound. How did this, you know, communication change or was it affected anyway? Yeah, actually for us, um, strangely enough, as you said, you know, it's usually the woman who talks more um, than the man. But for both of us, because uh, Tony used to have a traveling job, there were days or weeks where, you know, we would have in passing conversations, but nothing deep or nothing where, you know, uh, we could actually share heart to heart because there just wasn't enough time. So for us, actually over communicating um, wasn't a problem. It was under communicating, right? Wouldn't you say that? It was under communicating. So we really had to make an effort to communicate, to make sure we communicated regularly and Little things, big things, it didn't matter. The fact is, we were communicating. When we bring our dog for a walk together after dinner in the evening, that's when we're both very relaxed. And that's the last thing we do before we come back and get ready for bed. And we're just walking and everyone, you know, we're in a relaxed um, 
mode and that's when we both start talking about the day we both start talking about things that might be you know pressing on our minds um things that might be worrying us and it just comes out very naturally so if um anyone out there is thinking of getting a dog just do it because it will do wonders for your family and your communication but but you have to like walk the dog together right otherwise oh, you know absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> otherwise you'll be talking to yourself um you know and uh yeah but that that's the other thing i think the actual act of walking the dog together is almost like a little date night mm. every time we walk the dog together yeah i think when we when we first had the dog um you know king would walk the dog or you know rarely like, the kids would walk the dog um, then we decided that actually we would then walk the dog together because that was, you know, that 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day that we could have um, and just connecting and, you know, um, just sharing that moment together. Even sometimes when we walk along the street, we don't say very much, but it's just nice, just nice just to do something together. I guess as you, you said earlier, right, the, the touch points and uh, it's interesting also that you mentioned that we, you know, we should just com- keep communicating whether it's big things or small things and mm-hmm. I suppose in order for us to get to deeper communication, if we can't even touch the surface, it's, it's going to take us a pretty long while to go deeper. Um so we just came out, like I said, of a, a time of being housebound. Uh, what, what have been um, the key challenges, you know, to keeping up with these healthy habits for marriage? Actually, you know, in 2020, um, we were actually very, we were very grateful um, for more time. Uh, I had, had stopped my traveling job uh, some time ago, but uh, we were coming to a stage in our lives where we, we had this notion that, you know, we're going to be empty nesters very soon. Um, but you know, COVID-19 came along and, you know, circuit breaker came along and all of a sudden we were having two meals together as a family with all, all our kids together. Um, and that was really nice because, again, you know, sometimes it's just sitting around the dinner table and, you know, sometimes, you know, before COVID, you know, they'll have dinner maybe and then they run off to do that thing. But during circuit breaker, actually, we just kind of lounge around because there's nothing much else to do. Um, so we actually spend more time talking and, you know, between the two of us, but also with the, the three sort of young adult kids now, uh, being able to just talk about things, all kinds of things, whether it's the COVID situation, whether, you know, it's entertainment, whether it's crazy things that people are doing, um, but it's just nice to just spend time together. So maybe the communication bit is also about spending time. And I think 2020 gave us more opportunities to spend time together. And, and that's very precious. And, you know, amidst all the doom and gloom, actually, we found, you know, these little uh, silver lining. It really was this more, more precious time, quality time together as a family. I, I can hear your dog. That's the dog you walk. Yeah, that's the dog, day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. Emphasize the point. So, coming back to, uh, I mean, we're entering what has been uh, called the new norm. Some things are for better or worse, going back to some kind of uh, pre-COVID normal, some things have changed, I think, for permanently. <laughs> what do you project, you know, we, if we were to continue to upkeep habits, to keep up those touch points, to continue to spend time, um, to continue to communicate in, in marriage, uh, what do you project would be some challenges ahead of us in 2021? 
I think one challenge would be, you know, even if you have time where you, you are in the house together, actually, in a way, taking that for granted. Uh, so you can be in the same house, but then you can fail to communicate. So I would say that, you know, the things that we have done for us, you know, in 2020, we want to try and keep all the good things that have happened. And you know, whether it's walking the dog together, whether it's, you know, um, just sometimes spending time in, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about Netflix and you know, the, all the binge watching, but for us, it's even finding um, programs that we both can enjoy. Um, so if you look at her profile, my profile on Netflix are totally different, but we will try and find something that we can both appreciate. Um, and she might just be sitting there crocheting right next to me, but we are in the same room and, you know, we will share these moments together. And um, so it's, it's really, I think, still looking for those moments, uh, those opportunities and not uh, forgetting that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, amid all the busyness, we need to find those uh, moments, long or short, to really reconnect and continue to have those touch points. But the, the morning ritual or, you know, having an intimate moment, to have a kiss or something, um, and then in the evening, you know, to, to unpack the day, you know, those things remain the same. So maybe as we move into 2021, one, one idea is to keep those things uh, that are the daily rituals constant. So that everything else can change, and maybe some of us will start going back to the office more. We'll have more uh, appointments outside. But what are the things that are still possible to maintain, such that we can continue to reconnect and continue to keep that communication going and keep that communication open? Yeah, I think um, as life gets busier, uh, busier, and it's quite obvious because we are both. Um, I mean, during Circuit Breaker, we were. Um, having Zoom meetings from morning to evening and he'd be in one room, I'd be in another and the kids would be in their room Zooming as well, you know. Um, and then we all gather at the dining table and that's when we unpack and we start talking. But it's obviously, I mean, things are getting busier and we're running out for meetings, we're running out for, um, you know, social meetings as well. So I think the word here really for me is to be intentional. Um, to be intentional about communicating, to be intentional about making time for each other to make sure even if it's half an hour um, or 45 minutes in, to be intentional about going out for that cup of coffee so that you will have time to chat without interruption. Um, and of course, the other thing about communication is um, the fact that we can be together in the same room and we have music playing. He's reading his book and I'm, I'm reading mine. And we might not be verbally communicating, but we're actually just enjoying um, each other's presence. You know, the assurance that we are in this together and there's no real need to constantly be talking yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Silence is great as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes it's just those, um, even when you're sitting there in silence and you no know, thought pops into my head, I can just turn around and say, Hey, you know, when that happened earlier today, what do you think? And, and then a conversation will start, but if you're too busy and packing the day doing stuff, you know, and, and trying uh, to overdo it, um, I, I think we miss those, uh, serendipitous moments uh, where you just say I just felt like turn over and, and say something to her and you know we can then start a conversation so I, I think one of the things maybe in 2021 is you know that when we were forced to kind of slow down in 2020 um, let's not try and accelerate again do things and pack our schedules and pack our days such that you know we're so busy that actually we don't have time to communicate and connect um, so I, I would I would say that you know 
uh, there's a certain intentionality about giving ourselves time and space, uh, not just for our own you know, uh, mental health and our own uh, self-care, but also giving time to our spouse so that we can then um, have those you know, special moments to connect and to communicate. I suppose, you know, part of that intentionality is really living out our commitment in marriage, isn't it? Uh, when we made that that vow uh, on our wedding day, you know, uh, it's really the, uh, a vow of uh, intentionality that we, we will put in the effort. We will continue to upkeep, you know, the habits that make our uh, marriage stronger. There are some of our listeners who are maybe, you know, newlyweds or uh, new parents um, who are experiencing a new addition to the family. Um, from all your years of experience in, in marriage, you know, would there be some quick tips that you would uh, want to give to them as to how they can, you know, uh, um, continue to uh, introduce or keep up good habits in their marriage? I think for newlyweds or uh, couples who have, um, or who, are, who have young children, um, things can be a little bit busier. Um, your attention is usually focused on the child or the children. Uh, we have three um, and they're three years apart. Uh, they are 24, 21, and 18. It's, they're a nice age now. They're independent and they do things for us, you know. But when they were little, um, we were constantly running around doing things for them, with them. I was the chauffeur. I was always driving them from point A to point B to C to D. And there were three, so times three. So there was very little time actually for each other. Um, plus, if you add to that uh, a traveling schedule, Tony's traveling schedule, that cut down our time together even more. But one thing we would do very early in our marriage was we would always um, make it a point to celebrate our anniversary. And because our anniversary falls on a public holiday every year, right? It's always a two-day celebration. So we would always book a getaway and we would leave the children in the care of uh, the grandparents and we would leave the children just to spend time together to remember what it's like without little ones running around. So I, I would really, really encourage uh, newlyweds or young parents, you know, dare to leave your children behind with caregivers that you trust. It's okay. They're going to be great. They're going to be fine. Grandparents love having them to themselves. Let them spoil them thoroughly for two days, for three days. It's okay, you know, um, and everyone, children and parents alike, when you come back again together, everyone will be better for it. And it will you know, the two days that we used to set apart or two or three days like that we would set Once apart for each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did wonders for us individually as well as for us as a couple. Yeah, yeah. I, I must say, uh, just to add to that, um, you know, in the earlier days, you know, we, we used to have you know, a little bumpy ride in our marriage and, you know, having those moments where, again, going away just to reconnect and remember why we got married in the first place and, without having, you know, screaming kids and, you know, um, diapers to change and feeding and all those other things. Um, just to remember that, you know, it's, it's two people as, as the foundation and our relationship has to be strong so that we can then, you know, help to bring up our children together. It's just remembering that connection, that, that faces and foundation of a family, which is actually the marriage, uh, helped us a lot and, and helped us to get through, you know, maybe years that were a bit more difficult because of my working schedule, my traveling schedule, you know, and we can't say that we, we had a blissful marriage and we never had conflict or never had difficulty, but there were these constants, right? 
you know, certain rituals on a daily basis, but also that anniversary trip that we always took. Those were things that were constant and those were things that we held on to and that helped us, that helped to sustain us, that helped to keep us going. Yeah, I think one thing I need to add here is um, what made it a little bit dif more difficult for us in the early years is one of our children is a special needs uh, child. I mean, of course, he's a special needs adult now. So as, as you know, parents out there, if you have, if you're facing challenges with your child or if you yourself, you know, have a special needs child, um, even more so, you will have to intentionally make time for yourselves, make time to chat because a special needs child... Um, is challenging and it's also very, very consuming for the primary caregiver, uh, who, which was me la, at that point yes, in time. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, again, you know, dare to let go, dare to allow someone to take care of that child. He or she will be fine. Yeah. Focus on your spouse for mm. two or three days mm. um, on your marriage and it will work wonders. Yeah. La. Oh. yeah. And even maybe during the our respective birthdays, yeah. just to... Um, really make time to just go out for a nice meal or do something, something that the other the, the spouse would like to do. So it's it's these things that I think keep us going. We talk about self care, right? Keeping ourselves whole so that we can serve others and do our jobs well. But I think in a marriage, you know, that that the care of that relationship is very important, so that it can help us handle the challenges of raising a family. Yeah, and I think because the kids, as they were growing up, they saw us making an effort, you know, every anniversary weekend, they began to, they began to uh, expect it. They know at a certain point in the year, mom and dad are going off for two or three days and they'll be very happy because they know they'll be spot rotten by the grandparents. Mm. Um, they also watched us celebrating each other's birthdays, making each other feel special. So now what they've done, they've taken over the celebrating. They cook yeah. for us. They're the ones who go out and, you know, suggest what to do. Um, so really marriage is not just about husband and wife, the spouse, but it's inclusive. You bring in your children as well. You know, it, it's the whole family unit. Um, that is is really that really benefits from a strong marriage. I'm really curious right now. You know, as we we're talking about the the stages of your your family life or marriage, when you're just so busy with kids and and you're still working, right? Um, and traveling for work. Um, did you have a dog then? <laughs> <laughs> we, we started with a cat actually. Um, and then the dog came along, and then now we have a bird as well. Um, so, you know, and then fish. So it's uh, air, land, and sea. Uh, it's a zoo at our house. But I think it's great because um, it, it really just gives us a chance to also help the, ch the children understand how about caring, caring for their pets, you know, for us to also together, you know, find those. Um, these, these are, I think, conversation things, right? I mean, you talk about it, you enjoy the. The, you know, taking care of the pet, some the cat bit something crazy, and then you talk about it. So these are all conversation points uh, that help to bind the family together. And that's great because I think that's also it sounds like that's a common interest between the two of you as well, right? You know, um, I'm I'm quite sure that between my husband and I, we would not have pets. I think <laughs> we've got, yeah, enough caregiving to be done. Yes, with human <laughs> beings. <laughs> Um, we are running out of time but you know with your rich uh, experiences in marriage and I can just almost like feel the love from you guys for each other uh, at Focus on Family we always you know say that the best gift we can give our children is to really love our spouse and uh, it's great to hear how you have prioritized that 
in your busy lives, you know, as your your children have been growing up. And I think many uh, couples would find it difficult if they are parents of such young kids and and particularly as you have shared uh thing i you know if you have a special needs kid all the more you might feel uh, very responsible and obligated to be always around yeah and it's good to hear from you that now that your kids are grown i mean they are basically young adults and well adjusted you know loving young adults who today serve <laughs> return uh, it's good to know from your experience that that it has indeed worked out well when we we, we let go uh, of our kids and focus on our marriage you know at least for some part of time in our family life uh, so before we go off what would be one key takeaway on marriage that you can impart to those of us who are a little bit like you know uh, further down the journey uh, after the 20 over years of marriage. What's that one key takeaway? Shall I go first? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just dying to hear what I have to say. The you key know? takeaway is let your wife go first. <laughs> uh, my key takeaway really is two are better than one. Um, and it's really all about um, iron sharpening iron. It's not two millstones weighing each other down, but I, I, I feel that over the years we've, we've sharpened each other. Um, we've made each other better people and, and we're always stretching the other person, challenging the other person, encouraging the other person. Hey, you know, you can do this. I'm behind you. Um, I'm always with you. I'm always supporting you. And I think it makes a world of difference. Um, yeah. For the individual as well as for us as a couple. Um, yeah, that's all that we can say because my wife has said it all. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think for me, just a little extra uh, input is the, the whole idea that I think we want to really build out our spouse uh, to help that the spouse be the best that she can be. And not necessarily, you know, about work or achievement or anything, but the best person, right, holistic person that the spouse can be. And when we start with that, I feel like if we start with that, um, you know, it all comes back to us because this person who's whole, who's well, who's at peace uh, and in a good place, you know, is a better spouse and a better parent. Um, so, you know, um, so it's actually not about, the marriage is not about me, but about me uh, helping to provide the conditions and the environment that um, my wife can be the best person that she can be. And in doing so, I have, you know, I enjoy the benefits of that because she's a wonderful wife to me and a wonderful mother to the children. Um, so the key takeaway is invest in your spouse, you know, do whatever you can do to help build up your spouse, um, yeah. help that your spouse to be the best person that he or she can be. Yeah. Thank you, Tony and Ting Ai, for sharing so candidly about your marriage journey. And I think you've left us with uh, very good tips. And um, I, I feel inspired and hopeful, <laughs> even <laughs> listening to both of you. And I think it's going to be a great start to a great year of a stronger marriage. You know, we, we take some of these tips that you shared, um, put them into our lives as daily habits, or as you mentioned, rituals. Um, and really invest, right? Invest in our spouse, invest in our marriage. Um, so thank you for, for being on our uh, podcast. And uh, to our listeners, if you have any other questions as a parent or even you know, hearing about marriage that we can help you with, do write to us at parent at, that's parent with ed, 
at family.org.sg. We also have our counselling services that are available uh, even online. And you can find out more by visiting our website at www.family.org.sg. Um, you can also subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter for more tips, more uh, articles, more ideas, and you know, just even hearing more stories from um, people who have uh, journeyed and, and, and have learned life lessons that they can share with us. Uh, so if you like to get some exclusive Family Life content, do check out also our Telegram channel. And with that, um, we want to thank you and we hope to see you again on our next Parent Ed podcast. <laughs>